Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to Richard Listens on Sports, live here from UBN Radio TV, Universal Broadcasting Network, at the beautiful Sunset Gower Studios in beautiful, wonderful Hollywood, California, where it's about 98 degrees today. Uh, I'm the host of your show, Peter Sobe, and uh, without a lot of my yik-yakking, I'm going to introduce uh, the man of the hour, psychologist extraordinaire, Dr. Richard Olberger. <laughs> He of Richard Listens. He's a psychologist. He listens. Richard Listens. Dr. Richard, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You said that so beautifully and eloquently. Well, thank you. The pressure. You're, you're rising under pressure here. Right. Yes. So uh, for those of you who tuned in already, we really appreciate you hanging in there. I know it's uh, 8.07 p.m. We started a little bit late today, but thanks for hanging in there. We promise we will make it worth your wait. Don't don't pull a, a Miguel Montero now. Don't throw someone under the bus. No doubt. You know what no happens. One's, yeah, there's no one thrown under the bus. <laughs> I'm just thanking our audience for being patient. But I yeah, like that. Miguel like Montero. That. That's a that's a whole other topic, right? <laughs> that's what happens when you don't stick with the team mentality. Totally. Yeah. I also wonder if he was one of the people that Dr. Ken was kind of like pointing out when we had our day with Dr. Ken, the Cubs team consultant of psychology. You team see, psychology. that's what happens when you get trained behind the veil now. You're forced to guess. Who was he really referring to as maybe being sent down to the minors? Right, and we figured that one out. We Obviously, did. We think we up, did. Well, it had to have been Kyle Schwarber because, uh, yeah, he said there was a player that wasn't performing well that you would never believe would get sent to the minors, but it's being considered, and... He, Dr. Ken was waiting for this player to come and talk to him, and he wouldn't. And Kyle Schwarber, a week later, got sent to the minors. Part of growing experiences. Still young. Yeah, totally. And ironically, we'll get to it in a moment, but speaking of the day we spent with Dr. Ken Revisa, our guest today is someone we met at that very day. So Uh that's going to be very exciting. You see how I left that carrot segue? Totally. Is that such a thing? Can I coin that? Yeah, you can coin that, the carrot segue. <laughs> we like to talk about segues a lot on this show, you know, like, because I really pride myself in segues that don't make sense and then saying that was a bad segue. So, but that was a good segue, Thank Dr. You. Richard. And see, so I could make your good segue a bad segue. That would be the perfect time <laughs> to introduce the guest. But we'll hold off just another minute. She's waiting patiently right here in the studio. So if you are watching us on Facebook Live on the Richard Listens page, be sure to check in, leave your comments and questions, and we will definitely try and get to it here live on the show. 
I see that Jewel Hargrove has already checked in. She's uh, a extraordinary marketing person. Extraordinary. Does social media and marketing, and we love her. Welcome to watching the show, Jewel. And uh, if you're looking for someone to do some marketing out there, Jewel's great. And uh, there's a lot of other eyeballs, but right now that's the only one I see on my screen. But, you know, if I don't mention you or I don't get your question or comment, sometimes the Internet runs a bit slow. So if I don't see you, don't think I'm excluding you. I just didn't see your name or your question. Yeah. Don't hesitate to leave it nonetheless. So, Richard, really quick before we get to our guest, you were an alternate and there was a chance you would have been in Israel right now, but you're here, which we're really happy about. But what's happening over in Israel right now? Well, I, I don't know much about what's happening with the team. I did hear they they lost, unfortunately, yesterday uh, by one point to uh, the team from Russia. So I don't know if we're in the pre-medal round or where we're at right now. So I'm trying to get my pieces of information where I can and still uh, support the team from afar. Um, we're pulling for them, but we know... You know, there's serious athletes around the globe, so it's hard not to be, you know, happy for whoever wins and, and all the effort they've put in and still honored that they uh, had me as uh, part of the consideration for the team and we'll look for the next tryout again. No Staying doubt. Staying ready. Because that was a, was a pretty great following on that journey earlier in the year when you hit Kansas City for the tryouts and all of that very exciting stuff. So Yeah, in fact, that phone call I just got from uh, the show is from uh, one of the – the other members of the team. So, oh wow, uh, okay. So the connection continues. Uh, hashtag ball is life. <laughs> and speaking of phone calls, you got a phone call also before the show with a great quote promotion. Great compliment to our friend Chris Johnson. That's right, Coach Chris Johnson. One of our most popular shows on YouTube um, uh, gave me the compliment of saying that I mentor players, but I coach coaches. So I hope to live up to that, Coach. It's amazing. And speaking of good segues, actually, that is a good segue because I won't talk about all of our future guests right now, but a couple of shows ago, we had, or actually our last show, we had Chris Stretch, a peak performance coach. And in the future, probably come September or so, we are planning on having Chris back on the show. And the show is going to be all about coaching youth coaches. So that's going to be a really fun show. And I love it. I love from uh, from Chris's, you know, mode of being that he had a couple thoughts that really inspired him on his whole journey in terms of passion. And one of them was, I have to help people like me. And so I just think that's so relevant, you know, for, for working with youth that a lot of people are stuck and don't know uh, what to do or how to move forward. Not sure where, where their passion lies or caught in some jobs that pay the bills but don't love so you know helping somebody who could be struggling with anybody anything similar to what you went through uh or to avoid uh or make better decisions than you did um it's it's you know it's great to see chris doing what he's doing and we'll give you more details as that show comes closer but i actually want to approach you and chris about maybe we could put together a seminar before or right after that show with you guys leading a seminar, coaching coaches, what do you think? I love how that was the, the drop bomb segue. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like fun, though, right? <laughs> Every time you've done that to me, it's worked out well. So, you know. Excellent. Talking about working out well, Dr. Richard, at the Dr. Ken Revisa Day, 
it worked out really well that we met a pretty extraordinary human being. She's a psychologist. She's the guest on our show tonight. I am going to leave a lot of the lengthy introduction for once we get her on the air here. But I just want to let you know that coming up in about five minutes after we introduce our esteemed guests here in the studio tonight, that our new feature that we debuted at our last show, Fitness Wellness with Coach Kit Kate, will be coming up live from Mexico City via Zoom in just about five minutes. But first, it is my true pleasure to introduce our in-studio guest tonight, Dr. Pernilla Nathan. Welcome to Richard Listens on Sports, Pernilla. Thanks. And now I introduce you as, you know, Dr. Pernilla Nathan, you're a psychologist, but the focus that you are here to focus on tonight is your transition into what we will now call equestrian sports consulting. Yes. That's a really interesting title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still playing around with it, trying to figure out what exactly I want to like coin it because there's really no there's no um, pathway and no one really in front of me that's done something like this. So yeah. And speaking of the Dr. Ken Revisa day that where we all met, you kind of posed the question for Dr. Ken, who's like you know one of the forefathers of sports psychology. I did. And what was the response, or what was that question? How did that go down again? Oh, gosh. Peter, <laughs> you're really putting me on the spot, and I well, just sat down. The long and short of it is he, he kind of couldn't answer you, right? Right. I just asked kind of, because he had experience working with the Olympian equestrian team back in the 80s, and I had asked if he had worked kind of with the relationship between rider and horse, and he couldn't really answer my question. Although he's this amazing, amazing sports consultant, and I revere him. So. Right. And, and in defense of anyone who's entering this field, and we're going to stumble upon areas we don't know, even if you have expertise, and in, in, in there's so little we understand about animals, even if we're experts in working with humans. So to have the knowledge you have and the experience, Dr. Pernil, is, is rare and unique, and I hope that that does set you apart. Yeah, thank you. And... Before we get to our fitness wellness with Coach Kit Kate, a little bit about your journey because then I really want to delve deep into the equestrian topic. Okay. But give us a little bit because, you know, I think you're a pretty inspiring person, Pernilla. So give us a little bit about your background and what made you decide to kind of take this really left turn in your life and your profession. Um, well, where do I start? Uh, horses have always been my dream and, um, kind of in the family dynamic, horses were considered this afterthought, kind of this, uh, you know, money pit cause they do cost a lot of money and a lot of resources and time. Um, and then I went on to get my doctorate and did a lot of work with trauma, which I enjoyed, but it got to the point where I was kind of taking on, I think, a lot of that energy and became really burnt out and came, um, and in that burnout, I had to do my own healing with different modalities. And I saw um, a new perspective of psychology in the mind. And in that time, actually, I went back to horses. This is why I'm trying to get Peter on a horse. Um, yes. I went back and got on horses 
and uh, just started seeing how my own traumas, my life experiences were impacting my sport and uh, my skill set. Like there were moments where I would regress and then there was moments I would excel and I couldn't figure out what was going on and my trainers just didn't have the language. And then over time, um, I just saw this niche and I got really excited about it and some of my closest friends became partly my guinea pigs. Um, So they were great in being patient with me and then... Um, Over time, I just realized life is too short. You need to take your dreams and make them a reality. And even though I don't necessarily know how this is going to pan out exactly, I have ideas. uh, uh, Yeah, I'm I'm going to do it. I started, yeah, I've started a little bit dabbling in it, trying to figure out what techniques work for me, what techniques work for uh, other people, um, how I want to disseminate the information, and also the you know, just cultural experience of being in the horse world. It's not just a sport, like I mentioned on my Instagram page. It's also a lifestyle. And it's a sport where you have to work with another living being that doesn't speak the same language. And so, um, yeah. And people will be biting at the bit now to look at your Instagram page. <laughs> we'll say it again later, but what is your Instagram page, Pernilla? Pernilla Nathan. All right, Pretty at Pernilla Nathan, P-E-R-N-I-L-L-A-N-A-T-H-A-N. Yes. You know, a good thing about your name, Pernilla, is if we have some rappers out there who have been looking for that word to rhyme with vanilla, now they got it, you know? Vanilla ice, 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 baby. Yeah. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> so it was. But talking about segues, yeah. <laughs> Those are both bad segues. Yeah. <laughs> Me bringing up rap and you taking it to vanilla ice <laughs> from there. Was he an athlete, Vanilla Ice? <laughs> How can we bring it back? Yes. But, you know, Vanilla is a hard room. Well, there's Godzilla, but no, it doesn't really. Pernilla, Vanilla. So, yeah, now they got it, you know. So if they want to talk about Vanilla Ice Cream and then, like, I knew a girl named Pernilla. Oh, boy. Thank me later, rappers of <laughs> the world. <laughs> even Even our amazing engineer, Jarvis Essex, got a chuckle out of that. Well, one. What, is, what is the root of the name? We have to ask now. Uh, it's Scandinavian. My mom is Swedish, and it's actually common, just like Anne, Helen, Rachel. So, yeah. see, see, wow, open, open our eyes a little bit here. No doubt. Speaking of opening our eyes, let's take a little break for a new feature here on Richard Listens on Sports. We have an amazing fitness coach, uh, an amazing human being. She's a pageant coach she's a fitness coach a lifestyle coach she's an actress she's a model all kinds of stuff but here on this show she is doing a segment called fitness wellness with coach kit kate and she is coming to us via zoom live from mexico city so i'd like to welcome caitlin patricia weiler to the show hi caitlin how are you so, Caitlin, I know that obviously I know you well and all of that. Did I get all of your hyphenates right? I think so. <laughs> That's a lot, a lot of stuff. But right now you're really you're really hitting up the scene with the acting and modeling and fitness coaching and pageant coaching there in Mexico City, right? Yes, doing it all. I'm trying to manage both it here in this country and in the United States. That's a lot. <laughs> yes, but no, I'm so happy to be on the show and... To give some more tips and talk and and continue to 
you know, help people and inspire people just like you've done since the day I met you, Peter. Oh, wow. Wow. I actually (laughs) believe that part. (laughs) The other part, I think you're waiting to get in bed and, and take care of yourself. I yes, by the way, Richard, how is that deadlift coming? Wow, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't tried it again. You know, you got to quit while you're ahead. <laughs> no, this week <laughs> I was doing. I do agree. You need some rest days before you go at it again. But I, I'm looking forward to hearing some increased numbers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, I, I, I shall. But if you followed my Instagram, I did outdoor sports like hiking in hundred degree heat and dodgeball on trampolines this week like i said mexico city's freezing and it's raining (laughs) so i'm actually jealous of that i'm dying to go on a hike or something of that sort (laughs) or ride a horse yes actually recently i went to a ranch here my friend rides horses very very often so i get to go um they're like olympic horses it's amazing wow 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 and so you are an avid horseback rider caitlin no i'm not but she is (laughs) but you've ridden horses yes of course of course Oh, of course. Yes. So, Caitlin, we know you're feeling a little bit under the weather. You're a couple hours ahead of us there in Mexico City. So uh, let's get to it. It's very exciting that, that, I mean, we are, you know, honored and happy and grateful to have you as a part of the show. And, uh, And we definitely look forward to this fitness wellness tip that you are preparing for us every show. So what do you have for us today? Well, my tip this week is actually very simple. I figured, you know, let me think about what do I do every day because once, I think with all of us, once we have our own routine, we kind of forget. We just are in autopilot and we do it. Um, But that's, with my style of coaching, I do habit-based coaching. So that's the whole mindset because in my past, I was always on different diets trying to figure out how am I going to lose weight for this or how am I going to get my body ready for the next show I'm doing or um, how am I going to get stronger and what do I need to do? And it was always a different regimen that I was so tailored to and so focused. And to be honest, it was so not a lifestyle I wanted to live. So I figured out how to make different lifestyle changes. And what I teach is habit-based coaching. So the tip I'm going to share today is a part of that. It was one simple change that I made one day. And then after about a week or two, it just became my routine and I kind of forget that I, I do it. And so I thought I would share it with everyone today. And that tip is just um, every morning when I wake up, I first thing I do before anything is I get a glass of water with lemon, um, that being room temperature water. And if it's cold out, it's actually better to do warm water. And since I've been doing that, I feel like I have more energy. Like I can actually see a difference on the days that I don't do that. Like, for example, when I'm traveling or, you know, for some reason I can't get my water with lemon in the morning. Um, But what it does, it flushes out toxins. You know, um, your body's been kind of dormant all night. You've been kind of dehydrated because you've been sleeping. And it also um, balances the pH levels in your body. So um, I noticed they had more energy, improved digestion, and um, lemons are actually very acidic, but when they're in the body, they actually, um, are alkaline. And I know actually in California, the alkaline water is very, I don't know, well, known. like in Mexico city here, I don't know if many people even know what alkaline water is. Um, I don't know if you can speak to that. If any of you feel like there's a difference between alkaline water and regular water and know anything about that. Uh, not necessarily, but it is a, a very interesting aspect. One thing that I would wonder, like, I think it's a great tip because, of course, myself and so many other people, the first thing 
that I think of when I wake up. So I got to have that cup of coffee, you know? Well, that's like this. That's right in line there. That's a balance for me. It's coffee, coffee, coffee. But while the coffee is brewing, <laughs> I have my lemon water. Jewel would like to know how much <laughs> lemon, Kayla? Oh yeah. Um, I just um, I actually every time I buy a lemon at the store, I slice it up and just like a wedge of lemon, like you might have at a restaurant, like a good amount, so that you're actually tasting um, and drinking a bit of the pulp in the water. Because also at that time in the morning, your body can absorb all those vitamins um, and minerals you're getting from that lemon. And actually, with that lemon, we all know it's high in vitamin C, so you're actually going to improve your immunity as well. So if I'm feeling under the weather, like I am tonight too. I'm like, I'm adding lemon to my water more throughout the day than just in the morning. Well, that's a great tip. And I love it because it seems really basic, but I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that. I I had no idea. It sounds great. That's how I was trying to think about it too, because, you know, there's so many things that I do, like I said, now on autopilot, but I thought, well, what was I not doing before when I wasn't living this type of lifestyle? And that was one of the simplest, smallest little changes that I felt has made a difference like in the, in the stretch of time. Amazing, Caitlin. And we are going to put your contact card up here. Jarvis has it. Let people know how they can reach out to you. Awesome. Yes. Anyone has any questions about fitness, health, wellness, food, anything, reach out to me. I'd be happy to answer your questions. And they could find you at? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, My personal is Caitlin Patricia Weiler and Kit Kate. And then for my business, it's Kit Body Fitness. And then um, my website to read a little bit more about me would be CaitlinPatriciaWeiler.com or KitBody.com. Amazing. Caitlin, as always, thank you for providing us an incredible tip. And we hope you feel better and get some rest. And we can't wait to see you again in two weeks. Feel better, Caitlin. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your show. Thanks, Caitlin. All right, and we are back here in the UBN studios. And don't forget, on Facebook.com slash Richard Listens, you could leave comments or questions. We got a check-in from Helen Pollock. She loves this. <laughs> do we know her? We yes, know? we do. do, we do? Oh, ah, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, she's an amazing woman, a good friend, an incredible friend. And she doing... loves this. Yeah, just... and she's in the horse world, too. So Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, and, Helen. And, and Jewel offered to call in and wrap Vanilla Ice for us. But oh, oh wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we may not have time for that. Sorry, Jewel. Right. <laughs> so now let's get back to the topic of the week, equestrian sports. Now, one thing that I find interesting, Pernella, is the fact that, um, you know, on one of the graphics we posted today, I was inspired by what you wrote on Instagram. Yeah. And... Is is there like it's not like you know where people say like oh golfers that's not a sport or something like that but is there some sort of line between people that say like equestrian horseback riding that's not a sport oh all the time people tell us oh the horse is doing all the work you're just sitting there looking pretty and uh, I mean literally after our training I come off exhausted there's so much communication and nuances that you're not just you can't just be sitting there. Um, even with well, exceptionally well-trained horses. Horses are picking up energy. I mean, I think that's why in equine therapy, even though it's a different modality, uh, horses just pick up energy, human energy, whether you're uh, coming in um, angry, like they can differentiate 
I think something like 16 different forms of anger and frustration that we don't even have words for. Wow. So, um, wow. yeah. So, and horses are known to do things for different people. So let's say, Peter, I put you on my horse. Um, and you bring in this energy that he just clicks with, he will carry you around and do whatever you ask. And then I take Richard one day, and Richard, and he's like, yeah, no. Or- no, you just upgraded <laughs> Peter. He was going to pony before the show. Now he's on the horse. I just, he just slipped that. That was very subtle. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just saying that they, it's like, it's unlike like golf or other sports, which, I mean, I haven't done too much. I've done classical ballet, but uh, it's, you're, it's a relationship. It's a different experience. You're like, I haven't done too much classical ballet, you know. Yeah. Like, that's an easy thing. It's, I mean, it's, but it's your own body. Right. You know, it's, you have more control than, there's so many confounds with this, with the equestrian sport than I think, um, not that there isn't, but with other sports and group sports. It's just, I'm trying to find my words for it. Yeah, so I think I hear what you're saying. So your technique may have to vary depending on the horse based on that, how that horse communicates these various Absolutely. languages or interprets your languages. Absolutely. So, And that wow. kind of brings up a question. Like you mentioned equine therapy. Mm-hmm. But, of course, what you do is completely different. So, like, make it clear to myself and to the audience. Give us, like, a case sample of, of who would be a client of yours and how would you work with them. Okay. Um, so in the sport, whether you're doing dressage or you're doing an Western um, barrel racing or hunter jumper, which I do um, personally, you perform at home. So you're working your training. And then when you go to competition, people will just literally shut down and have panic attacks or severe anxiety. And so skills that they can demonstrate at home exceptionally well, they can't when they go to the show. So they'll, um, I've worked with someone before and like not so much deep breathing, but changing thought processes. So doing a lot of cognitive work with them. Um, also telling people to communicate with their horse and letting them know that they're scared or they're not in, um, in attunement. Because once you're honest with the horse and not pretending, then you're actually communicating and you're congruent and the horse knows where how you're feeling and where you're at. So you would be working with equestrian athletes, jockeys, owners? or Owners, predominantly equestrian. So um, also people fear horses, even though they ride horses, they have a lot of fear. So when horses go to these shows, they act up, they act differently. It's a new environment. There's grass that they're running on, whereas at home they're running on dirt. And um, there's all this commotion and chaos. So it's another, you know, you're dealing with your own stuff, but you're also dealing with your horse. So they might rear up or they might suddenly stop when they've never stopped before at a jump. Um, So and all of that, once that starts happening, it's almost like a spiral effect. And then the person starts maybe taking it personally or they... um, or really, they're the ones that are communicating to the horse that the horse needs to stop in front of a jump. So it's kind of this dance of trying to figure out what is the culprit, who, how are you as the rider contributing to the horse's performance, and how's the horse kind of um, buying into your own anxiety? Wow, that's fascinating. I mean, it's it sounds like it really is no different than working with someone who's playing tennis, baseball, you know, taking what you're practicing 
and bringing it to competition. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, Dr. Pernil, that a trainer – now, what would they see and, and, and or miss, perhaps, that a sports psychologist can fill the gap here? Because we know this field is growing and important, and we know your role is essential. But so without any you know, slight to the valuable work that the trainer does, what, what would happen, let's say, in that instance where they're watching you perform, get up to a jump, and then the practice runs, the horse is, is stalling, and, and how might you add to, to the conversation? So it's a really good question because I think a lot of trainers in the equestrian world aren't um, sure kind of where a sports psychologist would fit and want to ensure that I'm not providing training. Uh, So a trainer would probably give skill sets like um, you need to take a turn and um, approach the jump this way or let's go to the warm up arena and have you jump your horse and um, school your horse. Whereas I would come in and ask the person, well, what's going on in your brain? What's happening? This has been a pattern at five shows now, yet when we go home, you're you're doing great. You're jumping all your jumps. Um, so what what is happening? Maybe it's a parent. We all know uh, there's plenty of parents that are very invested in their children's sport, or it's a partner, or um, also... At certain locations, so recently I actually went back to a location where I had a major back accident and landed in the hospital in the ER with a brace, and I had to stop riding and recover for about a year. Um, I went back to that same horse show, and ironically, in the other arena where I had my accident, literally as I'm getting on my horse to start schooling him and warming him up, there was an ambulance that came because someone else fell off their horse. And um, it just re-triggered emotional responses and trauma in my body that I consciously and also unconsciously was unaware of, you know. And you're in it, and you have to get your stuff done because, you know, you're you're going to be called up, and you only have so much time before you're, you're called up in the arena for that 15 seconds when you're jumping the course. Wow, what extraordinary circumstances. Like, Dr. Richard, how would you... If someone like Pernilla came to you with that situation, how would you handle that? Wow. No pressure. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, she, what he, that's what he's here that for, is, though. Well, I'm trying to think which is the situation of having the injury or the situation, then being at an event, seeing somebody else have an injury, and you have how much time then? Um, you just got to get your work done. You don't so, know because there's so many, like, you don't know technically but when But those are the going. questions, yeah, yeah, I'd like to start asking is, right, can we game play? Like, how much time do we have? Because there has to be a certain, like, the body needs to go through a process. So, you know, what, what Dr. Pernilla is mentioning is that even though you're aware and you know that you've had this injury in rehab, now there's this trigger. And all these fears that were helped, maybe you rehab the body. Maybe you got stronger physically. Maybe you've even developed your relationship with your horse and you're feeling secure again. But now all of a sudden, all this fear, all these memories again, and your body remembers falling. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to go into fight or flight mode. It's going to go into protect mode. So, you know, I'd love to, if you're in that instance and you were there, um, I'd want to take whatever is slowing time down means. If you've got one hour before you jump, then we may need to take 10 minutes just to address releasing. We have to do some progressive relax, just focusing on, you know, addressing, releasing all the tension that's going on, separating that moment uh, from today. 
Um, and, and knowing that the horse and your body need you to be present mm-hmm. for this moment. You know, and it's okay if afterwards we want to sit down and cry for all that we've been holding on to for this journey. You know, like the journey needs to be celebrated as well. The road from recovery and all the fear that gets held on to into competition. But whatever way we can slow down time in whatever increment, um, I think you can't ignore that you've just seen something that's just kind of sent you into kind of a dissociative state. You're not going to get the same athlete. Uh, out of the gates. And those have right. been some pretty gnarly horse jump accidents Jarvis has been <laughs> sharing are with us Are you trying to trigger? Are you, how are you feeling right now, Dr. Pernilla? There's some... And so, Pernilla, I, I have to say, too, that our friend Helen Pollock here has paid you a great compliment. Pernilla is truly incredible and totally Aww. right. She changed my world in the show ring. Oh, yeah, she's pretty amazing. Now, if that's not a testimonial, I don't know what is. That's incredible. Well, she puts me on the spot, too, because I get to, like, work with her. And then when I have these moments, she's my right hand, and I get to share this. Like, a lot of the trauma that happened with um, the accident, I got to process with her, but I didn't process with my trainer, and that's the difference. Like, you don't share necessarily that conversation with your trainer. Your trainer's there to do business get your horse performing, getting you communicating to your horse. And they want you to block that out, right? Essentially, yeah. 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 So when... It's it's not a valuable mental skill to not be focused. Right. So when my trainer was doing something else, I shared a little bit with Helen and then, yeah. So So even just this terminology, uh, show ring. So I'm getting the imagery of like, is this... Is this different than the the hundred jumps that you talk about that you do? Is this different? It's more like the, you know, for us novice. uh, Yeah. So a show ring, basically you, before you, so you sign up for your classes before you actually go to the show. And then at the show, they post your course. And whether you're doing dressage or um, hunter jumper, they have the course written out and you memorize the course and you have to know um, not just the direction that you're going, but how many strides, so how many steps the horse needs to take between the jumps, um, what angle is the most strategic. And then for the jumper world, it's all based on time. So you're basically um, jumping these beautiful jumps, but your time. So you have to make it maybe under a minute or a minute and a half. And then if you have a clear round and you make it within a minute and a half, you get to do a jump off, which is maybe another course, but it's a lot smaller. It's like five jumps versus 15. Wow. So, so have you ever showed at a competition and seen an obstacle? You were like, oh, we didn't prepare completely for that. Yes, all the time. Because <laughs> they're big and they're beautiful. And at home, we just have rails and you know, you come and the jumps are, I mean, look at the Grand Prix rings. You have Hermes who's uh, designing jumps. You have Longines. You have, um, Gu- I mean, at the top level, you have sponsorships that are making, spending thousands of dollars on these jumps. Like butterflies coming off the side. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the pressure is high. And you have to understand, too, how equestrian sports differ, I think, from other sports is that a lot of this comes out of our pocket first. There's no sponsorship. There's no, like, you uh, you suddenly get all these points and you make the league. It's You're literally paying for your horse's care, yourself, the training, all on your own until you're literally just about to become an Olympian. Wow. wow. So um, we have about 10 minutes left of the show. We're doing good. And 
one thing I want to get into. We've traumatized Dr. Panella, but we're doing <laughs> we're doing <laughs> good. Exactly. We're doing good. We're maybe good, we should good. maybe we should use the vanilla ice. <laughs> <laughs> but I did kind of want to bring up this one story that when I was looking into the whole equestrian sports, yes, and uh, you know. I got a little ribbon earlier from ribbing, ribbing, like, you know, poking, not ribbon, like a blue ribbon. A little poking from Dr. Richard because, you know, sometimes, you know, Paralympics and wheelchair sports and all that come up. And I haven't been like the first to step up and represent my own wheelchair kind and stuff like that. But a story popped up of a Paralympic. Her name is Bettina Eistel. She's a German and uh, I shared the story with you guys, and Pernilla, you were already familiar with her and stuff like that. But here's a woman who was born with no arms. Right. And, I mean, she has, like, no no arms. Like, there's some people with no arms that they have, like, kind of, uh, you know, I hope this doesn't sound crass, but, like, you know, the stubs where the arms are, they can kind of do I mean, she has nothing, like, shoulders. And she's an incredible equestrian. Now, when you talk about the relationship between the human person and the horse, to me, this has got to epitomize, like, I mean, not only the bravery and what she does, and it's it's incredible just how she could ride a horse and she cleans it and saddles it and does everything with her feet. But talk about what that relationship must be like between her and her horse. I I mean, the story is truly, truly beautiful because this horse literally lowers its head so that she can put on the bridle and brush him. And um, it's not unheard of of horses really, like, accommodating their riders and just learning to do it without much training. She rides, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, with part of the rein in one of her foot feet and then the other in her mouth. And she's doing this. I mean, dressage is not easy. It's very technical. Every moment is very technical. Um, so it's just... It yeah it's I I'm lose I've lost for words because it's honestly truly beautiful and yeah. the, it's it, and it's a cross and that it's a cross that's what it's not when so I have a hard time with the term equine therapy or anything because really horseback riding in of itself is therapeutic I don't care who you are I don't care you're an Olympian or you're the guy the cowboy. It literally, uh, the movements and the energy that goes through your body is nothing like um, any other. Thank you, Jarvis. I was forgetting to remind Pernilla to talk into her microphone. (laughs) So he gave the really subtle microphone push hint there. Yes. Yes, Pernilla. Remember, now that we have like, you know, six minutes left to talk right into your microphone. I will. I've been doing pretty good. But yeah, you've been doing good. But anyway, that was an amazing story. You know, if you guys want to look it up, it's Bettina Eistel, E-I-S-T-E-L. It's it's a really inspiring story, Dr. Richard. It's inspiring, and I'm glad by no means, you know, all, all ribbing aside, you know, are we obligated to? I know some activists will say, you know, you need to represent those like you or who've had a similar story, and by no means you know, does anyone have to do anything? There's no coercion here. But when we do see something moving, when we do see someone do something inspiring, and I just think of the whole intergenerational, you know, trauma piece, the fact that, you know, the family, this must have been difficult for the whole family. Uh, they knew, uh, if you read the story further, that uh, she was going to be born uh, without arms, um, possibly as a side effect of the medications being given at the time. And to support that transition and, and, and to I get to be a part of this with the special Magabees. Um, uh, 
seeing people who have uh, challenges but still be supported to go out and become Paralympians or Special Olympians. And it's phenomenal. Uh, it, it, it's inspiring. And, um, you know, I want to learn a little bit more of their courage and uh, commitment. So we have just about four and a half minutes left of the show. And what I want to do now so that we're not racing at the very end is, uh, Pernilla, you've been such a great guest, so informative. I hope people will start looking you up, and especially those in the equestrian world. I think just like you did for Helen Pollock, you'll do wonders for them as well. But, you know, we like to, to motivate our audience, to inspire our audience. And one of the really, truly, truly inspirational aspects of who you are is the fact that you know, you've always had this dream about horses and, you know, you're just like one day you're like, I'm going to buy a horse. I'm going to follow that dream. And in fact, I'm going to turn my career in that direction. Mm-hmm. That's not easy to do. So can you just speak on that a little bit? Not necessarily like about the equestrian world, but as an individual, how do you take that hard left turn and follow your dreams? Um. I mean, I just was reevaluating and I was miserable and I wasn't really happy. Not that I was miserable, but I wasn't happy. And uh, the way I feel after I'm at the barn or on the horse is a feeling I don't have in any other purview of my life. So I kind of evaluated, do I continue doing these jobs that give me financial benefit or do I take a moment and... um, what is more important, my life or finances? And my dream is more important at the moment. And I do believe, and maybe this is hokey pokey, I do believe that, uh, af- um, what is it called? Uh, not affluence, but abundance comes when you're really truly speaking to your heart. I'm not going to do great work when I'm working with people half burnt out and exhausted. So I want to do great work and follow my passion and give that energy to other people. That's amazing. And Dr. Richard, I pose it to you as well. You probably see this with patients all the time. What, what would you do to, or say to inspire someone who's got a dream that might seem really far away or hard to attain, but what advice do you give to like inspire them to, you know what, follow that dream. I mean, you, you look at you, you, you're like, I want to play basketball. You know, and you went for it. You went to Kansas City and tried out for the Maccabee team. Actually, today is a very significant day. It's been uh, two years since I've left the county. Today is officially the day of no return. I cannot go back to the county. So, you know, and, and, you know, that doesn't mean I haven't kicked and screamed or just like Ken Revisa said that that I still doesn't wake up at five in the morning and go, can I do this? Am I good enough that there's still not this process every single day where you're like, doubt you go through doubt you go through cycles of fear as the challenges get bigger uh the doubts become bigger and the tests become bigger to stay um committed to this but i think that i like dr pernilla said taking a moment and in that space what do you fill that space with when you take that moment i've chosen to fill my space with instead of people that are draining you know who are the people in the circle that you're including in are you um, looking for mentors every single day i'm looking for inspiring people and i'm trying to get closer to them and i'm trying to get away from draining influences and i'm trying to get around more things that give me more energy so in a way i think i'm becoming more selfish 
I think I'm learning to uh, read more things that, that make me happy. I'm trying to do more things that are uncomfortable but, but make me laugh uh, and connect to more people that are doing amazing things. And uh, to keep asking that question, I think a quote was made this week, you know, your passion should be what you do while you're procrastinating. You know, there's just something to following that or even continuing to ask yourself the question, what do you enjoy, what would you like to give, and who would you like to give it to, and trusting that. The power of your your influence on humanity and what you can do, I think less and less are things being defined by a particular job description uh, as limiting who you are. You, who you are is limitless. Wow, that's really incredible mm-hmm. advice. And um, yeah, I'm inspired. I hope the audience is inspired by everything you just said and what Dr. Pernilla Nathan shared with us as far as inspiration and following your dreams and your passion I want to thank everyone who has been watching and who contributed tonight. Jewel's been very active. Thank you, Jewel. And um, we have a couple of our next couple of shows coming up, actually. We met Pernilla here during a seminar with Dr. Ken Revisa, who is the Cubs psychology consultant. And Richard, you were on a journey recently to Cleveland. And who was that with? Who Annual was conference with Jack Lesack. Uh, former sports psychologist of the Cleveland Indian uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, and as well as uh, Charlie Morrow, sports uh, psychology consultant for the Cleveland Indians, and got to take in two amazing games. Check out my Instagram and the photos and the journey, and it's been amazing. Everybody I've met through there and the guests that are coming from, uh, just inspiring people coming together. Yeah. So our next show is July twenty fourth, and uh, the director of extended day treatment for the Village for Families and Children, Melissa Lambert, will be our guest. But we're going to get into a lot of like I think performance and training with her, right, Richard? Melissa, yeah, I believe so. She does strength training. She's also been a elite college soccer player and a marathon runner, and uh, does training for youth athletes. Amazing baseball players. And the show after that, we have Dr. Christina Rail, who you met there, Rail Rail. She's a balanced mind psychologist and passionate about athletes and hockey performance mm-hmm. optimization, whether it's on the ice or the field. The real deal, isn't that great? Her name is just—you can just keep saying. Okay, it. real, the real deal. <laughs> Here I am, fumbling with that. She's the real deal. So anyway, that's our next couple of shows, <laughs> and then after that, like I said, we'll have Chris Stretch back. We're still going to have Dr. Ken Revisa on the show. We have a lot of exciting things. We want to say hello to our friends at Distill It. Their show's tomorrow right here on UBN Radio at 3 p.m. They're going to have Johanna Elba, stylist to the athletes. So we're real proud of the Distill It. Their show is going terrific. And we're always, uh, we're thank you for your kind words about us on your show. And we look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. But once again, thank you, yeah, Pernilla thanks. Nathan, for being the guest on Richard listens on sports this week. Thank you. And really quickly, how can people reach you again? Instagram, Pernilla Nathan. Easy enough. Yeah. And check us out on Instagram, too. And keep giving us your feedback. What do you want to hear from? What do you want to talk about? Definitely. So we'll see you in two weeks on Monday, July 24th. Thanks for watching. Richard listens on sports. We'll see you soon. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.